0: Welcome to the Farm Safe Podcast, brought to you by the Great Plains Center for Agricultural Health. In the blink of an eye, an injury can change your life and your farm forever. During each episode, we share firsthand stories and real-life tips for making safer and healthier decisions while on the farm. On this week's episode of the Farm Safe Podcast, we are going to continue the conversation on tractor safety. Today, we are going to dive into some safety tips for operating and maintaining tractors on the farm. Operator safety is a top priority in the design and construction of tractors. However, the operator has full responsibility for safe tractor operation. Prior to operating a tractor, it's important to become familiar with the machine as well as any attached implements. This includes understanding each control, its location, and how it works, understanding how to immediately stop the tractor in case of emergency, and being aware that a machine should never be used unless it is properly maintained. The Telling the Story Project is a collaborative effort of several NIOSH-funded ag centers across the Midwest. We will share this link in the episode's resources. The Telling the Story Project features injury prevention messages that highlight personal stories and firsthand experiences of farmers, agricultural workers, family, and community members who have been impacted by injuries, fatalities, or close calls. Today we will share Brian's story to highlight his personal experience with making changes on his farm to improve safety of tractor operation.
1: Brian Agle and his wife Pam Fink run a diverse farm operation in Muscatine County, Iowa. Brian said that he thinks a lot about safety. In 2005, Egel broke his tibia in a fall while dismounting his tractor. It was the second time he had broken that leg. Brian shared that he was baling soybean stubble and was disgusted because the baler plugged. He got off his tractor going, in his words, 100 miles an hour. He climbed down the tractor the wrong way, face forward instead of backward with three points of contact his foot caught between the bottom two steps and when he pivoted to step off he fell backward and had nothing to grab to break his fall whenever he gets on or off a tractor now he's facing it that injury required surgery and titanium hardware to repair the bone breaks and it put him out of commission for over six weeks Since his fall, he's replaced the narrow steps on three of his five tractors with safety steps and grab rails. The steps he prefers for his older tractor are one-piece closed steps, which he finds to be the safest. An aftermarket service step mounted on his 420 now gives him better access to the fuel tank and radiator. He's also made equipment and safety lighting upgrades as a result of roadway incidents when motorists struck his equipment in rear-end collisions or attempts to pass while he was making a left turn. He installed a wide auxiliary light bar to the back of his cab that extends beyond the sides of the baler to improve visibility of the tractor when he's pulling implements. With the addition of these swing-out lights, Drivers on the road see two sets of flashers. His baler has lights and turn signals that coordinate with his tractors. Brian was asked what advice he had to share. He said, think everything through before you do a job. It's the little things, everyday things you take for granted, that can go bad and get you hurt.
0: Brian's injuries have required him to think differently about safety, including making changes and upgrades to agricultural machinery. In addition to improving the steps and tractors to reduce the risk of another fall, we talked with others to identify additional considerations to approaching machinery safety. To provide our listeners with more information and tips on how to operate and maintain machinery safely, I talked with Emily Krekelberg an extension educator in farm safety and health at the University of Minnesota. I asked Emily to share what some of the common hazards are when working around agricultural machinery. First and foremost,
2: a huge, I I don't like to say cause of fatalities, but we see a lot of fatalities in incidents with tractor rollovers. I love to talk about how much equipment has evolved and how much safer it is, but the fact of the matter is A lot of farmers still use older equipment because the equipment still works, right? I I mentioned I grew up on a farm. My dad and my brother still farm. And yeah, most of our tractors we got before I was born, okay? And I'm in my 30s, right? Because the equipment still works. And we need to keep in mind that there's still a lot of older equipment out there. And purchasing a brand new, completely safe, all the bells and whistles tractor is not an option for a lot of farmers they're using older equipment, that's what they're using. We think a lot about rollover protection, older tractors that don't have cabs or don't have a rollover protection bar, getting those installed. Other hazards you think about with tractors and kind of equipment machinery implements in general, things like crush points, pinch points, rotating points, things like PTOs, things like augers, Back to the grain bin thing, that entrapment piece, that's really equipment-based a lot of the time. So yeah, we think about things like that. And then even the roadway hazards of operating a tractor. I know the area I'm in, I'm located in southeast Minnesota. Earlier this summer, we had a person who was killed in an accident involving a vehicle and a tractor on a public roadway. I really think roadway safety is an important component of tractor safety as well when we are operating large equipment on roadways with drivers who may or may not be familiar or comfortable with this type of equipment.
0: Walking through a pre-operational checklist can help farmers develop a routine for safely operating machinery. I then asked Emily to walk through some of the pre-operational checks that farmers or farm workers should complete prior to operating a tractor.
2: Yes, I love talking about this topic because I think it's so important. And like you said, it's one of those things that we maybe don't quite think about, but if we start doing it, it becomes pretty automatic. And so when we're talking pre-operational check, my big thing is this is not a process that should take half an hour. Of course, if you find something that's wrong, it might take some time, but wouldn't you rather find it before you're driving the tractor or in a field 10 miles away from the farm site? The big things I remind people is think about what they make you do when you take your driver's license test. You do a pre-operational check on your car. Think about when you fly, right? They do kind of some pre-operational checks on the plane. This is the same concept. You really want to make sure your equipment and your safety equipment is in working order. Standard things I remind people to check would be tire pressure, make sure that's good to go and then also checking fuel, checking the oil, making sure all your fluids are topped off and in good condition, and then checking systems. So that would be the levers, your PTO, all of that, just making sure those are working. And most, most importantly, checking your electrical. I cannot speak for everybody. I'm going to use Minnesota state laws here. But in the state of Minnesota, if you are traveling on any sort of public roadway in a tractor, You need the triangle, the slow moving vehicle emblem visible. You also are supposed to have lights, flashing lights on the vehicle. This is really to warn drivers that you are there and that you are going slower than 30 miles per hour. So they understand they need to slow down. So checking your electrical to make sure your lights work. So that'd be blinkers and also flashers in general for going down the roadway. And then also checking. To make sure if you have a load you're hauling or you're hooked up to equipment, in most situations you will be, making sure that your attachment is secure, making sure that, you know, you have the hitch pin in, you have the lock pin on that, if you have chains that you can attach to the hitch as well, doing that double check that everything is in perfect working order.
0: Great to know. Thank you for sharing that. To go back to operating equipment on public roads. I know you talked a little bit about having the emblem and checking your lights and everything. Is there anything else that farmers need to keep in mind when driving on public roads to avoid any sort of accident or injury? I know you're only really in control of you and your tractor, but is there any safety tips for sharing the road? When I talk about sharing the road, I always
2: like to look at it from both perspectives. As the farmer, Yes, being mindful that all of your safety equipment that is meant to provide that visibility is in working order. Having your slow-moving vehicle emblem on, having your flashers on, even if it's daytime, still have those flashers on. And yeah, like you said, it's sharing the road. I know farmers are busy. They have places to be, things to do. For example, let's say you're turning onto a road, whether that's a right turn or a left turn and you see a car is coming that's heading in the direction you're planning on going, wait that extra 20 seconds and let them pass. Because if you pull in front of them, they're going to try to pass you and probably not try to slow down while doing it. That's creating a really unsafe situation for the farmer and for the driver of the vehicle. Drivers of vehicles, again, I'm somebody, and Libby, I know you too, if you come across farm equipment on the road, you're probably like, oop, Going on the brakes, getting really slow, going to check if it's safe to pass. If not, I'm just tucked in safe and sound right here. And just a reminder to drivers, and even if you are somebody who's familiar with farm equipment, it's always going to be moving slower than you realize. It's going to come up really fast. A lot of roadway accidents we see is vehicles rear ending farm equipment, which to me is really an indicator that they're seeing it, but they're probably not slowing down fast enough because they don't realize these tractors are probably going half their speed or less. So they're going to reach them really quickly. So yeah, just being mindful, especially of that speed thing. If you're in a tractor and you need to make a turn and you see vehicles are coming, maybe wait, just let them kind of get going on their way. Everything you can do to kind of avoid that situation where vehicles need to pass, because that is where it gets dangerous, right? And obviously, Farmers need to be on the roads, too. They have every right to use them. They're public roadways. But we do need to be mindful of how we're sharing and mindful that equipment is large, is big. And for some people, they are not familiar with it and can be a little nerve wracking or they get a little scared around it, too. I don't want to put all the responsibility on farmers, but I think there is some responsibility there to be a mindful user of that roadway for other
0: drivers. The likelihood of operating a tractor safely can be increased by following the safety advice in this episode and in the resources provided. Additionally, it is important to read the operator's manual and conduct a daily maintenance check on the machinery and implements you plan to use. Whether you have been farming for 50 years or 50 days, by inspecting your tractor prior to operating it, you could avoid costly repairs, downtime, and frustration. Always check to see if the tank is filled to the appropriate level. Potential problems can be identified by routinely checking the oil level as well. For instance, milky brown oil suggests the presence of water, which could be the result of a damaged head gasket. Verify that there is no corrosion on the battery terminals. In addition to checking the air pressure, you should inspect the tires and make sure that the lug nuts are secure. If you discover that your tire pressure is low, Check for air leaks near the valve stem. If your SMV emblem is faded or distorted in color or shape, it is time to replace it with a new one to improve your visibility to others. Examine the ground beneath the tractor for any signs of fluid leaks. Check the fluid levels of the engine, hydraulic, and coolant as well. Examine the steps on the operator's platform to ensure that getting on and off the tractor is safe. Examine the area around the seat to make sure it is clear of debris or tools that could cause you to trip. Verify that the seatbelt is operable and fastened. I understand that some farmers may think that a pre-operational check will take too much time out of their day. After all, as a farmer, your to-do list is long and there are only so many hours in a day. But think of it this way. A tractor is a substantial investment to make farm work more efficient. Even a mid-sized tractor may cost $40,000 or more. The tractor needs to be maintained in optimal working order. The cost of downtime for engine and tractor repairs is significant. Parts and labor for an engine rebuild might cost more than $5,000. Harvest delays could mean the loss of a crop in the field. Increased expenses for replacing feeds or protein supplements may result from crop losses. Thus, it is an economic necessity to complete pre operational checks of tractors and other equipment. These checks help both the longevity of the tractor and of the farmer who drives it. For this week's episode on safe operation and maintenance of farm equipment, I want to ask our farming audience to take a look at the tractor pre operational checklist that I have included in the resources for this episode. Print off this checklist and try to incorporate it into your daily work routine to improve tractor safety on your farm. Listen in on the Farm Safe podcast to join in on the conversation about keeping safe on the farm. We want to hear from you. Share your stories about health and safety issues on the farm, about injuries that made you change the way you work, or about the ways you keep yourself and others safe on your farm. Also, let us know if there's questions you have or topics that you want to hear about on the air. You can visit our website at gpcah.org or email us. Original music for the FarmSafe podcast was written and performed by Ben Schmidt. This work was funded by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention as part of the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health's Great Plains Center for Agricultural Health.